Hi everybody, and welcome to the Education Station. It's me, William. I'm the only host of this podcast, unfortunately. And I promise, if I didn't have to be here, I would not be here. As Scout's Honor, I am holding up the three fingers. I know that you can't see it. And I was also never a scout, so that that might actually be void. It might not actually count for anything. But regardless of all of that, let's get into this episode of the Education Station. Wow. Let's see what train is rolling into the station today. Oh my goodness, it looks like I'm going to be talking about play-based learning. This seems to be a large point of contention in our province especially. The Alberta government recently, recently changed the curriculum back to a more traditional style of teaching and they expect everybody to follow suit. However, some teachers and experts are fighting back because they believe that play-based learning is more effective than the traditional stand and deliver, especially for children in a younger demographic. However, it's not always limited to just like kindergarten kids or kids in grade one. It can be any age of kids. For a background of what play-based education is and how it can be favorable to to more traditional teaching methods. According to ece.gov.nt.ca, which is basically just the Alberta or Canadian government, it's it's one of the one of those sites, you know, the ones that are like just an HTML script. Uh, however, they say that play-based learning is when a child learns through first-hand experiences rather than a stand-deliver teaching method. So play-based learning also increases a child's in- ability to grow social skills and form more substantial and meaningful connections with other individuals. Along with this increase in social skills, the children also learn all of the necessary competencies like literacy, numeracy, and critical thinking skills. Studies have shown that children learn these ideas better through play-based learning. Personally, throughout my school experience, I was bored with just sitting in a chair all day, filling out worksheets, or listening to the teacher talk. The only time that I ever felt fully engaged in a class was when a teacher would make us all get up and do an activity, or or would would play in some kind of way where we'd like to play some game. I remember in grade six to learn what the different uh, different like roles were in Greece. It was like slave and uh, it was like the owners, and then there was the the medics, I think. But I remember that a lot better doing that type of teaching style rather than just writing out each of those words 10 times. Uh, So I think personally, a play-based learning style would have been better for me throughout my school year. If you just started tuning in right now, we're talking about the benefits of play-based learning in the classroom, and we're about to bring in my guest, Kristen Whaley. So today, my guest is Kristen Whaley. Uh, She's not my mom. I'm just joking, of course. She is actually my mom. Um, And she does also teach kindergarten, and she uses play-based learning as her primary teaching technique. So we're going to roll a quick interview with her right now. How many years have you been teaching for? 13 or 14 years. Have you, have you always used play-based style learning or has it been more of like, like have you started doing that in the last like five years? Probably in the last six years, probably after my second year teaching kindergarten, I think. Um, and why, like, why did you, why did you switch from more traditional teaching methods to a, to a play-based one, especially for kindergarten? I think it happened after one year I had a really large group and a very complex group of kids. And I think I was naive to think that they're just sponges and they'll just take in everything that, everything that I do and say, and we'll learn our letters and our numbers and learn to write, which are all very important things to learn. However, I think I was going at it from a, the wrong approach. And so I had a lot of behaviors, wandering around, defiance, uh, not listening. I mean, these are all things that you, you see in early childhood, 
but I think through play, kids learn how to be at school. So I think from that experience, I was able to change kind of my mindset and realize that what I was actually doing, even though I thought it was developmentally appropriate, was not the best way to approach um, the learning for that year. And so it forced me to change a few things. I think I stopped um, kind of that stand and deliver. Today we're going to do this and then we're going to do this and then we're going to sit here and then we're going to read this book and then we're going to write about this book. And I began to offer the kids more voice and choice. So, and so then I was asking them more what their interests were and something that they really had talked about doing with their families that they really enjoyed was going to the movies. And so, you know, then we started saying, well, I wonder if we could turn our classroom into a movie theater. And so from then it just exploded. All of this learning happened. They had to, we had invited the classroom next door to us to come to our movie theater. So the kids had to go over there and make, they had to make surveys and ask the kids which movie they wanted. They had to count tallies. Uh, they had, we had to collaborate and problem solve. We had to set up our classroom so it looked like a movie theater. So we had to count chairs. We had to number all the chairs like they do in a movie theater. So all that literacy and numeracy was brought in. You know, then we had to make popcorn, we had to decide what drinks. So there's a whole bunch of, of things that, that happened that would happen in real life. So hopefully that, you know, they're learning those skills that they can then transfer into their lives. And I feel like traditional teaching, whether it's sit at a desk and do worksheets, that doesn't relate to real life. So would you say that you're like, like in, uh, like through play-based learning, you're like, like whenever I do math questions, I'd be like, well, when am I ever going to use this in real mm -hmm. life, right? So would you say that through play-based learning, then you're actually teaching the kids what real life is like and yeah. when, why they are counting and it's not just like, here, learn how to count. Here's one, two, three, four, five. I just got goosebumps, you see? Yeah, yes, perfect. Exactly. <laughs> because they, they have to be engaged to learn. If it's not meaningful and authentic to them, then they, if, there's nothing to hook them there to... Yeah. yeah, what you said. They'll just wander right. around, right? Yeah, like you said earlier, they'll just... Yeah, they need to have a purpose. And I think play gets a bad reputation sometimes because people think it is just a free-for-all. Oh, all they do in kindergarten is play and cut and color, but we actually do so much more than that. And our play is very, can be very guided, can be very, is always purposeful, but then we do have moments of our day that are completely unstructured because that's when, especially when we go outside, it's a big part of our our program outside and that's where the kids are forced to use their imagination because we don't bring out typically we don't bring out toys and things for them to play with so they make up their own stories in the trees and the bushes and so um, what are what are some specific activities that you that you get your kids to do and like how do that how does that uh, impact them in a positive way like like how do you teach the material in everyday settings like without like a movie theater but just like like if kids were to just show up one day like the 15th day of school, so nothing really super important has happened yet. Mm -hmm. What what are some activities that you would have them do? Like, would you have like centers and like, if you did have centers, what what would be in the centers? Like, what type of what type of stuff? I think it's just you have to connect with the kids and you have to know their interests so that you can then provide those invitations or provocations to learn. So you might, you know, in the beginning, the first couple of weeks of school, again outside, the kids were just fascinated by ladybugs. 
So, um, I guess outside they would collect sticks and they would make nests for ladybugs or birds. And yeah. um, I guess then inside you can you would continue with that with then they could draw what they did or you know some of the kids are able to write about what they did. So they could make a book or a drawing of a ladybug and label the parts. We can count the dots on different ladybugs. We can count the legs on different ladybugs. So then would you like? You would kind of take what the what what the kids want to know about, and then you you would fit that so that they're still learning these things like counting and reading and all that. But but they have a like a reason to do it, and they they want to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Again, it's authentic and meaningful to them. Um, do you think that play based learning can lead to more significant social and cognitive development as opposed to traditional teaching methods? Like, like can children better socialize after they've gone through more play based stuff rather than everybody just sits in their desk and faces forward? Well, yeah, because they have to learn. They have to be. They have to learn how to be at school, and the only way to do that is to have real life conflicts that they have to solve, and they have to share and negotiate, and collaborate. And we're there to support them when and if mistakes are made. So it's kind of a safe environment for those things to happen, so that hopefully those skills develop, and then because they're better regulated or they you know they can get along with people they know how to be at school then learning happens more easily i would say if you just switched over to this radio station hey i'm william and you're listening to the education station today we're talking to our guest Kristen whaley a kindergarten teacher about the benefits of play-based learning so after kids have gone through kindergarten and then they go into grade one if it's a standard deliver Will they still, like, obviously, if, if it play-based learning, learning worked better for them than, than stand and deliver, would having a play-based learning kindergarten class uh, cause them to fare better in a stand and deliver grade one class? Like, because they've learned these types of skills, like, like life skills? Yeah, I would hope so. And because they're better regulated and because we've had so much, like, there's so much that goes on in their brain and their bodies before they get to grade one, we... Like, I don't think kindergarten is really grade one prep. It's more life skills that we're trying to teach. And so, like, gross motor skills are those big body movements. So, mm -hmm. like, being able to run and climb and crawl and hop on one foot, people just think that that's kind of just... It just happens. Baby stuff. Yeah. And it just happens in phys ed. But, you know, especially going outside, all of those skills are way better developed. And so then the, you know, two parts of their brains can... Talk better. I don't think you should be spreading because I'm not really sure about that. Um, okay, well, I mean, if it's, in, <laughs> if it's in your own, like, if that's what you would, if that's what your guess would be. I don't know. That's, that's not like a, you're, like, quoting anything, but you're not really supposed to quote anything. <laughs> yeah, but I think from reports from grade one teachers, you know, they're, I don't even know that. I don't know. I just think they're better ready. I think they're better prepared, and it might not even be with their letters and sounds and numbers, but they're just better to handle, this, to cope with... Whatever grade one brings. Whatever grade one brings. All right, well, thank you so much for coming on to the Education Station, and I hope to have you on here again sometime when I continue to do this show every single week, because I love making podcasts. Thanks for having me. Of course. Thanks for being <laughs> such an easy guest for me to interview because we are in the same house. <laughs>
what a what an insightful interview i you know i think that the interviewer there he asked a lot of really good questions and to be honest i think he got a lot of really really great answers so let's give Kristen whaley my mom a huge round of applause I hope that somebody applauded there because I'm not going to add any sound effects to that part. That was all on you. If you did applaud, your comedic timing is off the charts. And I just want to give a huge shout out to you because uh, like if you're not only listening to this, but participating in it, that's insane. That's a, that's a huge helping hand to me. Thank you. Thank you so much. For a really quick end of episode segment, I'm going to bring in my friend Ashlyn Smith, who's going to give us an existential education thought. This is not to buy more time. This is because she has very important thoughts and needs to be heard, and I'm giving her a platform. So here she is. Play-based learning is a great strategy to implement on young children as it allows them to gain insight through interaction with one another, rather than through hearing the bombarding voice of a teacher. This is a great strategy for kindergartners, but aren't we all just students of the school of life? Don't we all need to implement play-based learning into our own lives? It's through our experiences and our interactions with others that we're able to gain our own values and form our own opinions. Those opinions and values are what guide us through life and what form our moral compass. And so, it's important to push away the pressure of teachers and peers and parents and just really focus on what you think about life. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Education Station. Man, I I love that noise. Uh, um, If you downloaded this off of the cmru.ca website, uh, well, thank you uh, for being one of probably one of my only listeners. I mean, I got some loyal fans and you're one of them. So thanks for thanks for sticking with me you know i uh, remember to check out that website that you downloaded this from or if you listen on the radio go to cmru.ca for some more outstanding excellent and award-worthy pieces of media we got more podcasts we got some videos we got everything on there and always remember education is what creates the next generation of people who are going to pay for your pension so remember that next time you vote anyway peace out